Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Issues Program. Get out of my face, pussy. No, I'm not talking to any of the girls out there. What I'm talking to is my cat. I've decided for the next few hours, days, weeks, months, whatever, I'm just going to refer to my cat as pussy. Because I think that makes more sense. It reminds me of The Sopranos. I've been watching The Sopranos. It reminds me of Big Pussy. And that wonderful scene where he gets his ass shot out. And he gets drunk. My inner ear affections, my inner ear balance is messed up, Tone. What do I do? And then they just go, blammo, blammo, blammo. Speaking of blammo, sorry about last week, guys. Last week was the 4th of July on Thursday. And I meant to come on here and do a show. But I ended up having a party at my establishment. that a lot of wonderful, nice people came. And the night before, I was at my family's house. And I got a little shit-faced drunk. So the process of getting shit-faced drunk one night, getting drunk at my own house, and losing a lot of blood from mosquitoes, and then the next day on Friday, where I was potentially going to do another show, I ended up going to Water Country to have some fun, which is located in New Hampshire for those of you listening out of here. It's just a really cool water park, probably the best water park in the local area. But as you can see, I put on the camera. You can see my Cookie Monster hat. See that? Yeah. That's because I cheated the system. Broke the law. A friend of mine, friend of the family, has uh, season passes to the water country there. And the person who, their picture is on the thing. And we don't look that far from each other. We have some moderate similarities. But the biggest problem is, those of you who know who know me and can see, they aren't looking at me for the very first time here. Let me see if I can show you. Yeah, right there. I have a big, long ponytail. And I have long hair. I don't know why I decided to say it like that. Ponytail. Like it was two, two freaking things. Hi, two listeners in the guest room right now, in the chat room, that are all chatting it away in the chat room. One said, hi, all. Hi, yo. Hi, you. Hey, you. It's like, hey, you, but, you know, partially goggled in the mouth because I haven't talked for a couple weeks. I've just stayed in a friggin' bubble, building up all this shit to come slap my figurative, emotional penis across your faces. It's emotional, though. It's not my real penis. We wouldn't want that. That's that's not the kind of party this is. No way. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Oh, yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, I went down to water country in New Hampshire on the uh, 5th of July. And I was going through those waterfalls going underneath and maybe paying some penance for my childhood disaster. When I was a kid and my family used to always go to water country. They have something called a lazy river. And there's this, there's this wonderful waterfall that slaps you on the lazy river. And I used to hold my aunts that didn't want to get too wet under the waterfall for extended periods of time. Just make force those. You know, we used to have a saying in our family. I don't know, many families might have this saying. But in our family, if you were sitting by the pool or in any water type situation, be prepared to be dunked, splashed, thrown in the water, squirted squirted in awkward places by squirt guns, or if you're in a lazy river that has waterfalls, be prepared to be held under that. And the old saying was, if you're near water or if you're near a pool, expect to get wet. I mean, I'm sure that's just one of those logical, like, duh, you ain't gonna move, duh. If you're near a pool, expect to get wet, duh, But it does, make, it does make perfect sense. If you're hanging out around that pooly situation, you don't want to deal with, you know, you don't want to deal with some uptight asshole that's like, I don't want to get wet. I'm kidding. 
And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're tanning. We're all tanning, but you're near the pool. Then go sit that, you know, go sit on the porch far away from the pool. Splishity splash. It was always when someone jumped in the pool or went into the pool too quickly. Created a little splash. And then some person, not of my family, not, not of noble born, not of Hasidun Jew, would be sitting by the pool and be messed up by the water splash, by my little cousins, by myself, somebody. And then they would go, I'm trying to tan, I'm trying to do this. And my grandmother or my mother or some older member of my family would just point at them and go, if you're near a pool, you got to expect to get wet. So stop being uptight, you poo-poo's heads. <laughs> you poo-poo heads. Oh, God. Oh, God. But, yeah, so I went to water country. And I rode under that waterfall like 17,000 times. I could not get enough of the fucking waterfall. I just wanted that water splashing. It was so hot. It was one of those ridiculous days. And I love, like love, love. That's the combination of like and love to create something even more special. I like and I love the hot weather. I'm not one of those. I live in New England, again, for those people that are living, that are far away. Let's get Spider-Man up here for your visual purposes. I'm, I do live in the North Shore area where, of, the, of Massachusetts, New England, where, uh, where, where there's a lot of switches in the temperatures. You know, there's a, a saying I'm talking, I guess I'm just doing old sayings. This show will be called Old Sayings. <laughs> but if you don't like New England weather, wait a day and it will change. It's, it's like that. This summer's been a little bit humid and rain. Every day has been kind of similar. It's. It gets really humid, hot, sticky, icky, icky, like some smelly bud or something. And then it just eventually just the, the sky opens up. It's like it's almost like Florida around here, except minus the thunderstorms and just the rain. But I'm not someone that complains about the heat. I love the 90 degree heat. I woke up in the morning. We got up. We went down to the water country and we didn't have breakfast. For breakfast, we had jello shots because, you know, we have leftover jello shots. So we figured we needed to have the jello shots. So, oh, we have a telephone call here in Issues Hotline 101. Let's see if I can pick this up. We're, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Gotti. How's it going, Gotti? Sorry, it's taking me a good. My computer is slow, and my my volume is not turning down. Oh, that that that's okay. Oh, there we go. That's okay. I like to listen to myself in the circular. I like the circular breathing of myself. Oh, we can even. Wow, this is we're like crossing the streams here because we're getting to the I heard point. That. No, we're crossing the streams here because we're getting to the point where we didn't just we didn't just hear me talking in the radio. We heard you calling in. We traveled in time, yeah. and this was like Doc yeah. Brown, you know, like. Mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together could cause a, a huge disgusting thing. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm tr- I can't think of the line from I, Back to the Future, but there's like it will cause a paradox that will be epic proportions. No, it wasn't. It was from Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'm combining the two the two comments. The dogs and cats living it together. Makes sense. They're both really. They're both really. I mean, is time travel any different from the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man? Not really. When it comes down to it, it's all it's all the same pile of goo. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's the same primordial goo that you end up in. So, so you probably heard my little opening where I was discussing our family model. I have two thoughts. Please go, go ahead for a second. That you you forgot the exception to 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 the the if, if you're sitting by pool, pool, which is if yeah, which is if anybody had had their hair done and oh, were sitting by the pool it, or a sprinkler that or was, the rain. Yeah, that was that was, that was that was a given. That was a given. I mean, if, yeah. if we we grew up. With, you know, a lot of 
with older women running the roost. So, you know, hair's, hair done was a very important thing, <laughs> especially yes. the, especially at the family pool. wear some sort of football helmet type thing to keep it intact, you know. Yes, exactly. It, and uh, your second thought about the, uh, about the uh, pool situation. Oh, my second thought was it's, it's actually, um, if you don't like the weather, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. Yes, wait a minute. It will change. Yeah. And what I was saying was because of that, uh, we were at Water Country. I don't know if you were there that time. I know you, I had been to Water Country with you uh, at some point. Yeah. But I don't know if this was the time. And we just kept pushing Auntie D under and under and constantly, like, holding her under the water to the point where she got actually actually got pissed off. To the point where Emily and Pete still bring up that Auntie Diane is still somewhat pissed off that I held her under the waterfall so long at Water Country. Like, the, the, this, is, <laughs> this is legitimate. This is, you know, they're, they're, this isn't any, you know. It, and Auntie Diana is, like, a very positive energy. I said Auntie D. Her name's Diana. She is a very yeah. positive-oriented person when it comes down to it. So for her to, like, you know, be angry, that, 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 that takes yeah, some. That I mean, takes some. She's pretty laid back. Yeah, she's pretty – especially in those days. She was even more laid back back then. And yeah. it was like it, – it was tough to make her angry. And I, that was the first I had seen her angry. So because of that punishment, I think – I went to Water Country on July 5th. And it was it was very, very hot, Gotti. I mean it was, it was to the point where I was walking – we were walking from ride to ride. And the concrete mm-hmm. was too hot to walk, you know, because it was like burning our uh, feet off and stuff. Water country of all places. Yeah. 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 You would think, why wouldn't they have at this point, you know, the technology's reached that point. They make enough money. Wouldn't you just have like mist through all the park? You know, I remember this park, yes. this park we went to in, um, I went, I went once when I was a child in Florida called Atlantis. And the, the whole thing about the Atlantis water park was it was all on bridges in a water in like a lazy river moat the whole thing you could you could literally walk through the whole park in two feet of water but you could walk through a bridge if you wanted that as well i think every water park should have something like that burning feet should not be a freaking option at a water water park that's not at a water park no you know it's just one of those type of places where you can have easy access to water expand the lazy river the way that and i'm talking to you water country the way typhoon lagoon did in uh disney world where you can use the lazy river as a subway system or a bus system to get to different parts of the park so you don't necessarily have to walk anywhere you can just ride a tube i mean this should be a mainstay at all water parks but my point of talking about all this was it was very, very hot, and I spent many, many hours in the Lazy River, and I, and I consistently threw myself under this waterfall. Some force of nature, I don't know if it was Chucky, William Shatner, or God, someone was touching me. <laughs> someone was pushing me with the force of energy under that waterfall over and over again. Great situation. I was slightly, as I said, I don't drink much, but when I do drink, it gets me buzzy very quickly so I had jello shots as well in the morning and I was I was keeping myself under there and I got something from it no I didn't get like you know mouth herpes from all the kids that were around I didn't get that I did not get you know scrapey leg from the wave pool as some people usually do but what I did get was freaking water in my ear I have water in my ear. It's a, uh, it's a week later I still have water in my right ear. I can hear it swishing around. Uh, it is the most awful, horrible, torturous, awful thing. I'm in the pit of despair with the albino guy that's, you know, causing me pain and it's inconceivable, man. It's inconceivable. And today I, we we also Gotti and I have a uh, a, a a past Gotti and I through our history haven't had many 
periods of time where me and him have had, uh, him and I have had disagreements. But there was one point in time, many, many years ago, that we did have a little bit of a disagreement, and Gotti was on the right side of this, and I was on the wrong side of this, and, and, and I'm just one of these type of people. I'm a picker. If I have a zit or a pimple or a scab, I pick the thing. If my ear hurts, I or, remember. Yeah, I'm gonna get to it no, in a second. Yeah, I was on the wrong side though. No, I you were the you were the right. We'll get to this, but you were on the right side. I, okay. You were on the right side. But I'll, I'll get to I'll get to what I, I'll get to what I did in a second here. And and I years ago had a similar problem. I don't know what happened. I think I was on the Ipswich River canoeing, or I forget exactly what the thing that had the thing that I did that had the stuff that made this happen. And I. And I got my ear clogged or it was infected or it was really waxy and I didn't know how to deal with the situation. So I tried to clean out my ear with a Q-tip and it didn't work and it kind of got infected. And, and, I, and then I ran out of Q-tips. <laughs> this is where you were right. You might not remember this part. but No, I, this is the part where I was right but I was wrong. Go on. I'll I got explain. this like little metal screw or like an Allen wrench and I like put a okay co- that I didn't okay. exactly remember okay. with, yes and I put and I put like a cotton we my old bathroom used to have this thing on the top of uh the bathroom oh that right. was just the like this box bo- of cotton yeah the endless box of cotton swabs that was there from the time I was like two and it was just constantly refilled it was just like so many cotton swabs so I put the cotton swab I like made and my twist ties in the kitchen exactly I I made my own with the twist ties in the kitchen and I used the twist tie in the kitchen as well and I used this all to create my own uh, ear cleaning device for a Q-tip. Yes, yes, my own my own fill tip or whatever it was going to call it, an Allen tip. And and I cleaned out my ear, and then some weird substances came out of my ear. And at this point, I think previous to this, I brought you into the equation, sharing with you like how scared I was or I was uncomfortable, and I was feeling like my ear was going to – I didn't tell anybody else. And I'm like, oh, God, my ears hurt. So blah, 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 blah. And you go, what would what, you do? What would you do? And I explained to you what I did. And you proceeded to like – like you didn't freak out. It wasn't like a like an out of control freak out. It was like a it was like a, a ch- an adult scolding a child. Like, do you, you should not do it. You're like pointing it. That is bad, 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 bad. And you stuck that in your ear. Are you stupid? You like you know you were like you're like I forget your exact words. You might be able to. In, in, I rem- well I remember. Tell me what you, you remember because the truth because the, the, the truth bathroom mm-hmm. down to your room and. Like Nana and your mother in the dining room or the kitchen, and they had said something about you know your ear, and I shouted with all the good intention in the world, and it may have been after we had that discussion. I think it was after we had that discussion. And I think I, and I think I shouted something like "stop," you know, and stop sticking things in it. And you said, you know something not nice to me and I was like and really it was like it was yeah I shouldn't have said that the way that I did and yes it was is why I was wrong because we're both passionate individuals when we think we're in the right or or in my case when I was feeling hurt and cornered into a into a into a wall and I was like I fucked up here and I can't admit I fucked up because I my ego's too big sort of thing and the other thing that happened in that situation Mm -hmm. I remember um I grew up in a weird situation that was that was both 
too harsh and too free at the same time. And yes. and that and and there's many things I can get into about about the harshnesses I had to deal with or the harsh events and situations I had to deal with. But right now I don't want to talk about that. Right now I want to talk about how I was in some ways a pretty pretty princess prop plop plopped around. And that was when I was still had the shine on me, so to speak, in their minds. They hadn't really realized the person I'd become. And they were like, I couldn't do any wrong in that situation. And you were also kind of I remember them giving you kind of crap as well. For like, you're out of your place. You shouldn't tell him what to do. Something something to that effect, which I remember being way out of line on their part because they were very, you know, he can do the wrong thing oh, only if we say I, it's okay. I remember just telling them they were nuts. I mean, you know, as – He could stick anything in his were. ear as he wants. You know, like they didn't say it exactly like that. <laughs> But the point of, of that whole story was, was yes, we were both in the wrong. I was young. I think I was like 15 or something like that. I forget how old I was. But I was, I was in the height of my arrogant teenage years, and I was sticking anything in any part of my body I could to feel good, whether it was ear, nose, buttocks, pee hole, whatever. I mean, anything I could do. I forget that last one. That's painful even thinking about it. Anyone who's had a penis culture. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've had a penis culture, and trust me, if you haven't had one, you, you, you don't 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 do it's, the, 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 the sickness is probably better than the better than the test in that situation because in both situations <laughs> where i had them and i gotta be honest i had them twice and had one twice and in both situations they were negative tests they both came back as i i you know no std oh, no you, problem so you didn't even have i didn't even need to have thing. it yeah i didn't even need to have it in both cases it was like i was eating drinking too much soda and my pee was burning or something it was something stupid you know like like I had like I was like I had a cold or something you know and I was like I was like come on come on and I remember the first doctor that ever did this quick horrible side story the first doctor that ever did it I, it was when I was just with one partner I was with one partner and I hadn't done anything else and I had some sort of pain there and and I went to a doctor to explain to ask them about the pain. I was like, "Oh, something really hurts," you know, blah blah blah. And then he's like, "Oh, penis culture, penis culture." And he's asking about my sex history, you know, doing the doctor sex quiz. And uh, and he's like, "Oh, how many partners have you been with?" I'm like, "One." Do you use condoms? And I'm like, "No, I'm only with one partner." Of course I don't. You know, like you know, I was, you know, some dumb right. kid, dumb kid. I'm like, "Oh, we're both, you know, we both had." you know blood tests and you know we but you know and I don't want to work on them she's okay she's on birth control blah 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 and he's like do you pee every time after you have sex and I'm like what <laughs> he's like do you pee and shower after sex and I'm like well not every time he goes there you go and then he and then and then he's like and then he's like I don't care if you're married like I even suggest married people should wear condoms because of like certain diseases you can get with fluids stuck here and there and other wares. And then as he's sticking the needle in, he's going always wear a condom. You know, it's like the echoing. Like, Actually, can I can I make a clarification? Absolutely, it's not a needle. It's a cotton swab. Okay. <laughs> It feels like a fucking needle, okay, man? Everything it, awful in your life <laughs> centers around a cotton swab, Phil. That's true. Or this whole conversation, I think this episode has to be called Cotton Swab. But Cotton Swab. Cotton Swab, yeah. But yes, so so the cotton swab is a devil in my past. So the last couple of days, feeling like I had water in my ear, Gotti. I felt like I had water in my, the whole last week. This happened last Friday. And so I start going online. I, I think I'm thinking a lot about that situation with us this past week. I, I was thinking a lot about it, of what not to do. So I start looking online about, you know, ways to get water out of your ear. So I'm like sitting there with a blow dryer in my ear, you know, like doing all sorts of other crap. 
And then it sort of transisted into, transformed from just feeling like water to feel like my ear is constantly popping, like I have, uh, like I have uh, bubble wrap in my ear. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was rather uncomfortable. So today I made a stupid mistake. And I went to the store and I got one of those over-the-counter ear waxer remover kits. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that will be good. And I put that thing in my hair. Oh, next oh, to- yeah, because I would, I, would, I would think that was great. That was great. Because, no? yeah, I, I thought I looked at my list of things that Gotti would approve of. And he said earwax kit from CVS from the Shady Pharmacist will totally do the job that you're looking for. And what's horrible about this <laughs> totally is what I would have said. that's just what you were saying. A quote. quote and, no, no. And, and, and if the problem was when I was there, I was looking between earwax removal and ear drying kit. But I'm like, my ear doesn't feel weird anymore. Should I really put weird alcohol in me? Because the one I picked said safe foam whatever stuff you know it was like non-infecty whatever crap so i put the foam in my ear and my ear bubbled i started hearing even more bubble wraps in my ear and then i realized i'm a tool away from making this work you need the little turkey baster ear thing to actually remove the stuff and i didn't get a turkey baster ear remover thing oh oh it doesn't come with it it doesn't come with it so I needed to friggin' oh, so, no. so you know what I did? I pulled out an Allen wrench and no, I didn't. I got I got <laughs> no. No, I just used some. No. I used the shower head and I washed my ear out and I caught and I officially did what I did before and finally made it work. I you know be, I called a doctor and I have an appointment at 11 a.m. tomorrow to uh, to 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 check out what the fuck is going on with my ear. So they're, the, the, they're the, good at at that they're good at that stuff you know the moral of the story is what i meant to say i didn't say the end of the story before the end of that tale with Gotti and i was i had about a week of my ear bleeding and started to lose consciousness and and all stuff that they don't necessarily he doesn't know and my parents don't know because this was all you know i did this all myself and i ended up going to the doctor and they hooked up this weird sort of i guess it's like a uh not one of these crappy ones you get at a get at a pharmacist, but a complete ear flushing system that they hooked up to me and entered, put this like hot liquid in my ear and it just drained out like all sorts of stuff that you don't want to hear like about. It was like a big contraption like you see on a cartoon and it, it, it went yeah, exactly. and the water swirled and, you exactly. know, and my ear was, came out of it. Yeah. Exactly. And my, and it, in my, and it said Johnny five is alive in the, and the my ear felt my ear felt very clear and everything went back to normal. So I'm instead of this taking three weeks like before because I I don't have any weird substances coming out of my ear. My ear doesn't hurt yet or anything like that. So I'm kind of being a little bit more uh, a little bit more proactive about this. I think uh, yeah I think you probably have have got uh um, almost um, an almost infected ear or something with some weir- weird water well, stuck somewhere or or you've just got an irritated ear or if it's an infection it's very mild and you'll be fine you know once they clean out the, the this crap <laughs> crap water from you know and the other thing is that the water from the park is heavily chlorinated which is an irritant Exactly. And it doesn't help the situation that I also am suffering some moderate because of the humidity. I'm having some extra phlegm, tough time breathing over the last couple of weeks because it's extra, 
that the air is the air is a little tough to breathe. I'm, I've talked to a few people that that are having similar issues over the last couple of weeks around here. I'm, I've I've been having yeah I'm ha- I'm a, yeah like I, mean, I I had asthma as a kid and for the first time in many many years I feel like the asthma is acting up a little bit again because of the because of all the humidity and and I like it don't get me wrong but I just I need to I'm, I'm I think it's all I think my whole ear nose whatever crap system is all messed up folks and the truth of the story is guys if anything's screwing with you especially with your ears or nose or throat yeah this is an infomercial podcast today folks go to the damn doctor because those are the type of things you know that you want even through your you know the rest of your body's falling apart you want to be able to smell all those weird substances coming out of the other parts of your body when you lose control of your bowels remember to see your doctor or nurse practitioner exactly that is the kind I of the nurse practitioner in there yeah you have to because they're they're almost as qualified as doctors and in some cases even more qualified than doctors in some cases i've fallen in situations i i have it it depends what you need done yeah and and how much attention you want i find that uh when it comes down to it nurse practitioners show you a lot more show you a lot more attention i i tend to like attention yeah me too okay and i'm gonna proceed to my neck to my next subject matter because because i just wanted to talk about fourth of july and you're welcome to stay on as much as long as you like today um sure i'm going to see on friday evening uh a band that I don't like at all. Now, I always said as a child and growing up that any live situation of going to see a live act, a play, a movie, uh, you know, any any sort of live presentation of any kind of art or even a sporting event that I don't like, if I got a free ticket, I wouldn't feel crappy going to see. You know, if if I was a if I was a I used to say when I was a kid, if someone handed me a free Garth Brooks ticket, even though I hate Garth Brooks, I'd go to the concert. You know, why not? I'd sit there, go to the concert. But as I get older and as I realize I don't like socializing in situations that I don't enjoy what I'm going to see or going to be a part of, it really is kind of filling me with anxiety and not wanting to go to the situation. I I don't know how to deal with this. Someone's nice enough to give me a free ticket. And it's really important to them that I go because they really like this musical act. And they're like, oh, you got to go. They've been trying to get me to go for years. And I guess the question here is, am I being a dick? You know, am it, no. should you just suck it up sometimes and deal with stuff you dislike if if the entrance free fee is free? You know, if someone's doing a favor and getting you something to see something you dislike, how far will you stretch that guy? Like, will you go to see I, a movie that you I, know you're going to hate if someone pays for it? Um, you know, I, I, I mean, usually I'll just say, you know, I don't, I just really don't think I'd enjoy that. No, it's different if somebody's paying for it. And if there's like a free pass or something, that's what I'll I turn mean on a free pass. Yeah. Like my friend Sepp, he worked for the company that underwrote the completion bond for the first star Wars movie, not the, you know, episode one, episode one. Yeah. That's funny yeah. that you say so you that. I was me. that was going to be my suggestion to you. If I offered to take you and pay for you to go to the new Star Wars movie or to go see Empire was, yeah. Empire Strikes Back in the theater, would you go? I I actually um I didn't. I I told him I I just would not enjoy it at all. I you know, it's not a franchise I I particularly like. And um and I told him so many people would, you know, 
give their their you know right arm to go to this thing. Like go give it to one of them. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I hear you. That that that's that tends to be that's exactly what I said last night when discussing the subject matter. I was saying you have a friend that you I know is a very big fan of this band. You should probably just go with them. I mean, I understand the situation. I don't. I want to spend the evening with this person. I want to see, try to see the situation through their eyes and try to like it. But I'm going to be honest. I'm not very. I'm not a very open person. I like what I like. And I've spent years liking what I like. If someone can do something new and I can appreciate it, but this is a band or a movie franchise in your case in that situation that you knew you didn't like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not something that you could be introduced to a new wrinkle of that. Like, like I don't like all of Spike Lee's movies, just something I'm picking for example. I like some of them and, and just because I hated girl six or uh, the, the Son of Sam movie doesn't mean I'm going to hate his next movie. And if someone offered to take me to that, I would go see a movie. You know, I would go see that movie. But yeah, well, his movies are going to be very different. Right. But I don't like any. Um, let me think of a filmmaker that I I don't like any single movie I've ever seen by. I'm trying to think of a director who's every single movie they've. Oh, from the guy who does like the Fast and Furious movies. I forget that guy's name, but like those style movies. I know I'm not going. Yeah, I, don't know, but... I, I know I'm not going to like just ridiculous action movies that have very little plot to them. I'm I'm not going to. I... Michael Bay. I'm sorry. Michael Bay did not direct Fast and Furious, Michael... but I've led to the Mike. But in my mind, I led to Michael Bay. But that Michael Bay style movie. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to like that. I. I mean, I'm not. I don't discredit someone from liking that i'm not going to say you're an idiot for liking that it's just not my cup of tea tea they might not like watching 10 episodes of next generation in a row and hear about the the trade tariffs between the federation and the breen you know i mean but i give a shit about that you know i care but i mm-hmm. but i they might not and that doesn't make me a, a you know like over overly intellectualizing things and and not being able to enjoy fun because I do enjoy fun. I do enjoy fun action movies. I like Die Hard. Do you know why, like, or movies like Die Hard in some sense. Do you know why I like that? Because the dialogue is snappy. It's funny. You have good acting. You know, you have a plot that even though in some parts don't make sense, there is some sort of semblance of order. And that doesn't mean, I mean, I like the Avengers and movies like that. Which, which again, dialogue plays a big part in editing as well. I can't deal with, I can't deal with certain style of editing. Maybe it's because I edit for good or bad, and I don't like right. too fast of editing. I don't like super close up angles. Zack Snyder movies is another one. The guy did Three Hundred, or I just saw Man of Steel and did Man of Steel. I don't like the way he shoots movies. I find I gives me a headache. I become, you know, I'm like, oh God, will this just stop for two seconds and stay on a frame that being said i you're not oh you're not the only editor i know who had that complaint about that movie yeah it's it's interesting it's just really like it really bothered me to the point of like taking me out of my enjoyment of the movie and made me go can this person just watch the way josh wheaton shoots a film and and tell me that the avengers doesn't whether you like what the avengers does or not doesn't look better than this and the action doesn't look better it just does you know or the way that christopher nolan shot the the dark knight even which he does he's not the best uh person that shoot action as well i mean batman begins is a lot of like too close up type stuff but anyways you you know what i'm saying i but 
I guess the overall question here, and you answered it for me, I'm not being a dick here. I don't want to go and soil anyone else's good time by being there with a little bit of an attitude about being bored of the situation, you know? It's just... No, uh, well, you're... Here, here's, let, let's rephrase this. If, if I were given an invitation to something mm-hmm. and I chose to decline politely, am I being a dick? No, but, but I think in my situation, I am kind of being a dick just simply for this fact that initially when the first offer was made months and months and months ago, my, cause I think you, I think first of all, overall point, generalized theme. If you, if you don't want to go to something, it's more insulting to, to lie about it. And it's more insulting to go to the situation and have a bad time and take the free ticket away from someone that might enjoy the situation. I think we both can agree on that, that, that it's always better in a general situation to be polite and say, thank you for the invitation. That's not something I will enjoy. Pass it off to someone that might enjoy it. I think the only exception to that rule is if you're dealing with a friend or somebody that has nobody else to go to the situation with, uh, you know, there's something that someone's yeah. like, no one will come to the monster car rally with me, Phil Gotti. Someone, please, will you please come with me to the NASCAR race up in New Hampshire tonight? I really want to go, and here's a free ticket. I'll buy you hot dogs and popcorn all day and a silver nair. Then, I mean. Oh, in that situation, I'd go. I'd go, too. Yeah, that, that's a different situation. My specific situation, this is, the, this is it. Months and months and months ago, I was asked about this. I said no. I was asked again, no. I was asked again, no. I was asked one more time and expressed how important it was that I go and be supportive here. And I said, (sighs) okay. Now, it's a few days away. Over the last week, I've been mentioning again that I'm not looking forward to this. And they've been like, uh, I don't, the, you already agreed to do it. Do you, you, do you not even want to go? Do you not? Even, and I'm like, no, of course I don't want to go. <laughs> and now at the last minute, I'm not, not going. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to the situation, but I'm not being very positive about it. I'm not being like, Oh, I'm not being completely negative attitude but I'm sort of, I didn't, I agreed at one point in time to do this, and now I'm being a little bit of an Indian giver with my time. I or I, is that offensive now? Is an Indian giver offensive now? Uh, who, who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah, I know, I, but I, I don't. The, have you somebody, met any- <laughs> somebody who isn't an Indian pushed me over the edge, caring about something or other? <laughs> fuck it, all of it, all of them. I have. I, them. There's there's nothing I have more respect for. Uh, uh, there's a few things I have a lot of respect for. There's nothing more I have respect for than the plight of the Native American in this country. I just want to be very clear about that. But the whole Indian giver thing, shut You know, exactly. I don't believe in Indians, the one that, uh, a Native American's the one that brought up the problem with this. I, it's some, it's some like, uptight white guy that did it. No, there was some kid. Yeah, it's, oh, God. Uh, but I, I, but, I, yeah, it just. I always, I, I get the, um, <laughs> Oh, I forget what my response is. Never mind. It's yeah. a, the story's dead. I don't remember. <laughs> it's the dead. Funny part. It's, but okay. So the point is, 
I probably should have, and, and I guess that's the overall theme here. If you don't want to do something, be very upfront at the beginning. Don't agree to do it and go back on it. No one likes an Indian giver <laughs> in the non-offensive way. No one likes a non-offensive Indian giver. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and that's the end of that story. So I am going, and I'll, and I'll hopefully, hopefully enjoy the situation. I, I can't lie and... Say part of it as well is the anticipation and going going to the situation. You can understand this better, and I don't want to get into a whole therapy session for myself here and to talk about therapists again because we we had a big conversation about that, and I recently had a uh, a difficulty with my therapist and uh, and had a had a quitter because she can't quite deal with me. She can't quite deal with me. She doesn't like my monologues. My monologues? That's who I am. I need the monologue. Just because she can't keep track of what I'm saying and write notes and then comment about it afterwards the way my last therapist did. Fuck her. But anyways. My... Isn't that what her job is supposed to be? Yeah, to listen to Has me. She's she trying to see if she's got ADD? She, she usually works. Like a colleague? For the record, though, I, I did go to someone that was local and usually works with children. So they're used to kind of being in mm-hmm. charge of the situation, and I go in there, and I'm used to working with a therapist that was my own age and can kind of deal with my lingo or ding- deal with the way I talk and the speed that I talk and stuff like that, where she's constantly telling me to slow down and repeat myself and go, what do you mean by that? Which is just kind of a difficult situation. And the other day, I had a really bad back pain, which I still kind of do. Uh, I think I heard it at the water park. <laughs> and and then, when, when you know it, the water park was a bad situation for me. <laughs> So yeah, were you there with us the time that the plane crashed? Yes, that was my very first time there. I was talking about this quick story. Very first time we went to a water park, we were on the water slides, and there was a plane crash in the middle of the highway in New Hampshire that knocked out the power, and the water park had to be vacated because all the rides stopped working mid-ride. Yeah, it was terrible. And then we drove. Also, I mean, probably bad for the people in the little plane. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They they probably had it worse than us. But then we had to drive home on the highway, and it was like that lock jaw highway where you could get out and we were like playing in the middle of the grass of the highway with other kids and stuff it was it was it was an interesting situation so so yeah I hurt my back and and she also said uh you know I had a call out of my session early and she kind of left me a really douchey message that was like oh you're back like she didn't believe me that my back hurt or something like like you can't cancel at the last minute so I left her a very polite message before I uh got on the phone here which was like sorry uh I have to I like broke up with her on the phone I left her a breakup message <laughs> about how I couldn't see her anymore <laughs> Have you ever watched The Guild? I, I, you were, you sent me a message about that. No, I have not watched it yeah. yet. I will, ch- I will check out the show. But I do have a comment about something you said in that about. And I'll, I'll, ch- I'll watch the show and we can talk about it later. But, uh, but yeah, okay. I think, I think Will Wheaton. Uh, you mentioned that Will Wheaton's on that show and he plays asshole Will Wheaton again. I think sometimes yes. when you play such an important character important when you play such an iconic character on television or something and you become synonymous with that character and you try other things and it doesn't work I think it eventually comes to a point where he did his best work in in uh stand by me and uh yes and what I I always think he was Daryl but he wasn't Daryl was he in that in that movie where it was that was some other kid but and then and then no, that was another kid. That was another kid that I always think is Will Wheaton. And then yeah. obviously on Next Generation, I don't think he did good work, but he was important to the the community of the cast. He obviously everyone in that cast liked Will Wheaton, and he fit into the 
the chemistry that that cast shared. So, uh, but even though Wesley episodes bothered me, he never bothered me when he was just the just the pilot on the ship. It always always bothered me when they had mm-hmm. Wesley centric episodes and well, and in the early that bothered seasons. Me even more, I'm like, what about the people who went to the academy? But actually, it didn't bother me at the time. It bothered but, me later rewatching them. Rewatching like it, and then and then I when he like, went, and then they they fixed it when they obviously had him go to the academy, and then and then that whole and yeah. I and one of the only Wesley episodes that I enjoyed was the episode where you actually have uh, Tom Paris there, not playing Tom Paris, playing a different pilot, or was he Tom Paris? It's one of those. Play- he was what happened was the writer mm-hmm. who wrote um Nick Lacarno yep uh it had had wrote him specifically for that episode so that writer held the rights to that character oh, okay. if they had brought that character over they would have needed to bring to the writer Voyager the, the the writer would have gotten royalties on every episode. Okay, and Voyager wanted to, didn't want and Berman didn't want to do that. Right. I I understand. And right. so they kind of changed his character. But initially, he was supposed to be the same character because it would have made sense that that guy would have joined the Maquis after what happened to him, to him in that episode. Uh, when because they fly, they do this weird. It's a it's the Picard goes back and basically realizes that there's some conspiracy between the kids and and has has none of it. And but but Will Wheaton, I think it's come to the point where he doesn't want to try to act anymore. So he's just doing something that comes very natural to him and playing that sort of dickish character. And because of its success on Big Bang Theory, it it has propelled that to his new person, his new public personality. So he's just kind of that's an easy go to go for him. I think that's the case with with that I, character. Like, like Shatner doing "quote unquote" Shatner. Yeah, exactly. Which is nowhere near who Shatner used to be in public. Ex- but he, exactly. Know, he loves it. But po- but post, I think it's with Shatner. It it all comes from that Saturday Night Live uh, appearance. I yeah, think it does. I think he's crafted it from that from that single event where he you know turns it around and starts ragging on the Star Trek fans, and everyone's like, "Wow, William Shatner is hilarious." And and if you do. The real William Shatner from where, you know, is 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 a funny guy, but he isn't as daffy as he puts on. He just realized that people like to mimic him and no one can do him better than himself. You know, I do think it's interesting well, that they if, Oh, go. Oh, just if you go back, Shatner was a very, very good actor. Yes, he was. He was. You, and, you know, a Shakespearean Star actor Trek required a certain thing of him. Yeah. But he was a very good actor in, you know, in films and, and, and he's in one television. Of the, and before that, he's one of the few actors. There's, I mean, there's a few, but he's one of the few actors that was able to really transition from radio into a visual aspect as well. He did a lot of radio work as well, and can, mm-hmm. Canadian radio work or whatever. But yeah, but and, but yeah, Shatner's one of the yeah he is. He's one of the finest act finest actors when it comes down to it. It's just. And Leonard Nimoy talks about this in one of his in one of his books about how Shatner, because he was so good, created a way to like to mimic him. You know, it's like when when something is so right. good, it becomes a uh, every cloud's a silver lining. Every what what are those things called? Uh, uh, weird. St- uh, there's a reason why a cliche is a cliche, and there's a reason why great actors that have certain things that become mockable later. 
there's a reason why those people are successes. De Niro is an example nowadays. A lot of people do De Niro impressions and has a way. And there's a reason why, because the real mm-hmm. Rob De Niro doesn't speak well, like that. Uh, Brando's another example. You know, Brando was easy to make fun of. Alan does a great Brando in, uh, fake, you know, Brando fake impression, but it's there's that gravitas to bring that thing as an innovator, not a copier. Well, if you think about it, somebody like like Dustin Hoffman, I still don't know what you can pull out of him. Yeah. I mean, apparently he's some kind of great actor. I just sit there and go, you know, I go back to the, the Lawrence Olivier thing where where <laughs> they were filming Marathon Man and <laughs> I like that. I've, uh, I said that to somebody else actually. I think I know I think I know well, the quote you're gonna say. Is it is it the the where someone was doing like method acting and stuff. Was it not Lawrence Olivier? No, it was Lawrence Olivier, but I but I believe he was. Okay. I think it was a quote where I don't. He was talking about Dustin Hoffman, and then and then I actually heard the quote assessed to him when someone was talking about Sean Penn getting addicted to drugs for a certain part, and 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 Lawrence Olivier oh, get, okay. again so, quoted saying okay. in the quote is is why don't well, you? Well, anyway, the quote was Hoffman had stayed up two days. For you know, so he'd be tired in this part where the character had been awake, and he said, "You know, you might try acting, my dear boy. My dear boy, yes, it's far easier." And I had an acting teacher that said something similar to that too when I took an acting class. That someone mentioned method acting, and method acting in concept—that's what those people, those movie stars—they don't understand it. The method acting is understanding what if I was in that position, what would I do. It isn't actually putting yourself in that position. What that's called is is supported insanity. Anybody that gets addicted to drugs to play a drug addict is just using it as an excuse to take drugs. You know, it's not it's not acting. It's not it's 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 reality TV. It's the opposite. It's 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 not. It's it's doing something that makes you look like what the character should be doing so that you don't have to act exactly it's 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 taking the easy way out in a lot of ways it's not it's it's not doing like what james Kahn or marlon brando did to research the godfather and go talk to actual mafiosos and try to get a feel of who they were as people and using that as an influence that's important as an actor you need to get you need to do your research but they Mm -hmm. didn't they didn't start killing people they didn't, you know, you know what I mean. They didn't, right? You know, right, right. Brando didn't start w- rubbing people out. You know, even even uh, Gandolfini. Uh, you know, a lot of people think Gandolfini got too into his ca- character. He did maybe eat a little bit too much, but he didn't start rubbing people out. You know, he was an unhealthy person. You know, a lot of people are use it use it as an mm-hmm. excuse. No, he he used eating. He used his character as an excuse to eat more. You know, and to binge and to do a lot of other stuff and things like that. It's that method acting, a lot of people claim, you know, say method acting, and but the people that do those real sort of steps, you're absolutely right, and Sir Lawrence Olivier was right as well. They need to try acting. And again, I'm, I understand. I wouldn't cast someone who has never smoked marijuana before at playing a Cheech and Chong character or something. You know what I mean? Like if Cheech had never smoked weed before, I wouldn't cast him as Cheech. You know, you know there's certain situations maybe that I could say that the influence would help. And um, sure. I, I think there's a lot of cases like that, but there's, there's, there's a big difference between 
but that's having had the experience versus showing up in the middle of yes. having the experience. All, all effed up. Yeah, I don't know why I decided to yeah. say F instead of fucked. But yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know either. It's it's the certain situation, like, like I understand it. It would be like if Andy Kaufman wasn't doing that character. I'm blanking on his name, Vic or whatever his name. Well, I forget the secondary. Tony Clifton. If he wasn't doing Tony Clifton as a inside practical joke to fuck with all the guys in Taxi, and he was really, you know, becoming that character, you know, and just being an asshole to everybody to be an asshole to everybody. And I know in you some. Mean, um, Vic. Um... No, it was Tony. It was Tony Clifton, but I was I was uh, I was mixing it up with Vic. Oh, Funt. he had the character that he did uh, that that yeah. Latka became on Taxi. Ex- exactly. Right? That was supposed to that was supposed to be on like do some guest appearances. Where I was confusing it in my head for some reason was with Vic Fontaine from uh, Deep Space Nine. I don't know why. And so yeah, my my whole point. I don't know why I got on that rant, but but I'm gonna go, get off it for a second here. So what I'm gonna go do now, and and Gotti, like I said, you're welcome to stay on as long as you like. Um, or if you have to go at any point, just let me know. Uh, this next subject matter, I know you're not too hit, too interested in it, but I do want to make a couple quick talk, quest, uh, statements about Nintendo. A lot of news has been uh, out in Nintendo lately and all the financial magazines. They're going out of their way. Ever since E3 happened in the last couple of months have happened with Nintendo not necessarily having the most positive reaction to the Wii U uh, because of the lack of games. And this was something that was said and done months ago. But now it seems like every single day there's a new article in a new financial institution taking another pot shot at Nintendo. And what I think in some ways this is, is a company that's been on top for so long that they want to hurry to announce their defeat. It's like, again, like a movie star that's had a successful run of nothing but hit movies and then eventually comes to a point where they're like, oh, they can't wait to say he had a flop or a musician that has a bunch of, a bunch of songs. Nintendo had a very big plan. They admitted that they effed up on the promotion of this, they came straight out and said this, and that they don't have any titles, and they don't have any HD, they didn't know everything that took in, took time to make all these HD games, and they don't want to put out any sub-quality parts. And what all these people are claiming Nintendo's defeat, they're going to be eating it from Nintendo's cold, dead hand when these prime titles come out, and all these people run out to get Nintendos, get, get Wii U's. Say what you want, but when Smash Brothers comes out in a couple of months... Those things are going to fly off the shelves. Smash Brothers freaks are going to have to play the game. Zelda freaks are going to have to play it. When a 3D Mario comes in, the, you, they released a system with none of those things. They released a system with a freaking party game collection. And they did it in a really awkward way that they didn't separate themselves enough from their predecessor, from the Wii. They, called, they used the same title. They thought they were using smart branding. But really, Nintendo is the brand. Wii, is, Wii was a certain product. You can't, try, you can't transition that product branding when you have a system that has peripherals. Did they make some mistakes? Yes. And, but if you, all you butthead financial people that don't know dick about video games or the industry, and I know a lot of industry people are jumping ship, EAs, jumping ship, Ubisoft is saying some bad stuff. EA, go the hell away. I don't care. Do you think people that really play Nintendo systems play them for the sports games? No, they get an Xbox or PS4 for that stuff. Nintendo is a specialty marketplace for either older people that have grew up with their systems, families, or some hardcore gamers that want some great role-playing action that you don't get on the other two systems. You don't, but Nintendo, you do with games like Xenoblade that finally came over here or that all these games that are coming out. Oh, God, I'm blank. Bayonetta 2. 
Wonderful 101, like all these different games that are coming out that you're not going to get on any other platform for these companies that are specifically working on it. Not to mention the way Nintendo's working for local publishers to do to do homemade games and embracing that. Again, you don't understand. And Nintendo makes enough money on the handheld market that they're competing and succeeding in the handheld market in an industry that's failing everywhere else because of cell phones and tablets. So, sorry guys, Nintendo's not what, going anywhere. And what what's interesting about what I'm just going over now mm-hmm. is that what Nintendo has done, you know, in the failure of if I'm getting this right, the the Wii U hasn't sold well. Sold pathetically. (laughs) It sold pathetically, especially in the last couple of months. Okay. Since in just, I want to say one more statement. In the last couple of months, a couple months ago, they made a statement that that these are when the games are coming out, and they put the dates of the games coming out. Nothing's changed between now and then, and the articles all came out around that period of time. And now every single day, another article seems to come out saying the same thing. Over and over again, another person that's like, oh, I'm predicting Nintendo's doom. I'm predicting Nintendo's doom. Hey, I'm pre-. It's like the bandwagon's rolling by well, and everyone's jumping on. Yeah, things like Mario are not really resonating with teens today. Well, you just told me, Phil, that things like Mario are not being released yet. Yes, no, they're not. They're not. It hasn't. So the big Mario game has... Doesn't know what, from, and, do, and do you know what happened? From... And I just want to make a statement that yeah, Kraft doesn't know what she's talking about. And I want to just make a statement what? that that three or four years ago, whenever it was that the last Mar- great big Mario title came out, Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy Two. It might have even been sooner than that. Mm-hmm. Both those games won Game of the Year for kids. Voted for them, not kids, teenagers and young adults. People love the Mario games. She doesn't know who, what the hell she's talking about. What people don't want is regular side-scrolling Marios. They want these, like, 3D new environment Marios. Like, Mario Kart sells. Adults play that game. There's video game tournaments that people play these games. That's what these people are, are ignoring. And that's why they show their ignorance of the video game industry. Because anyone that doesn't think that Nintendo's going to come back when these titles come out, the biggest the people in the industry that are saying is Nintendo messed up on their presentation. They need to make up for this. And they better make up for this. We give you some time, Nintendo. Go ahead. Because these other two guys are Coke and Pepsi. You know, they're battling it out. The Sony and Microsoft are, mm-hmm. are, are the big guns. You know, Nintendo's a specialty market. But sorry, sorry. It's hard. But yeah, no, she doesn't know what the hell she's well, talking about. Kids, adult, teenagers do like Mario. They, they want to play it. They do. It's, it's a fact. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know kids who like Mario. And well, what I, <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm noticing is, that what Nintendo came out and did was to announce that it needs a new video game franchise. It needs to, yep. um, you know, it needs to respond to the, uh, by bringing out the the new games and things. But that's that's what they're doing there is basically setting market expectations fairly low by saying. Look, we we know we have problems. You know, I hear so you. So then the market already factors in, like like the I mean the the analysts do it, but Nintendo's doing it as well. So they kind of all of the analysts, you know, and Nintendo's own statements sort of meet somewhere. Goddamn, goddamn Japanese, not, goddamn Japanese bastards that have to take responsibility for their own faults they come straight out and be like I mean, we suck we screwed up in the last year we need to do better 
Sorry. That's straight out what they came out and said. And you know what? That's enough for me because I've been a loyal supporter of them since I was a child. And they have, they've let me down a few times over the way, but they always come back and make it up to me. And they always have. Well, and, the, and the thing is that in terms of their, you know, their stock going anywhere or the company going anywhere, they, they've, I mean, they're, they're clearly not, you pointed out that they're doing, you know, they do well in the handheld market. And, Again, they are at least partway setting the expectations of people who are buying and selling the stock by saying, yeah, you know what? This is what we did. This is what we need to do. It's going to get done. The other thing that a lot of these people are saying that just seems ignorant as hell to me is all of them are saying, oh, well, Sony and Microsoft are taking their IPs, intellectual properties, they're taking their original characters that are just come out on their systems, like, uh, you know, and, and porting little versions of it to handheld devices, you know, like lesser versions of it, you know, like uh, Angry Birds, Devil May Cry, or, you know, you know what I'm saying, like, like taking their prime yeah. properties. It, but what Nintendo has said is we're never doing that. We are never selling our games or our intellectual properties off to cell phone companies or to tablet companies. It's all on our systems. And people are thinking mm-hmm. this as a mistake. I think this is smart. I think if Nintendo did want to do something to enter that industry, it might be it might not be a stupid idea for a Nintendo to come out with a Nintendo phone or something, you know, that has all the, you know, every original yeah. NES game built into the, you know, something like that. But I, it's, but not, it's very Japanese in a weird way, but it's one of those things that you'd be like, ooh, that sounds great, and yeah. never buy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I could like, see them trying something like that. But I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's stupid of them not to sell their games to Apple to have, like, you know, Angry Birds Mario or something, or to have Mario Golf on someone's phone. I understand that some people are like, oh, no, no, that, they would sell so, so much. But Nintendo doesn't look at look at things like that. They don't look at the immediate sale. They're looking down the line on how, what's going to be the future of all this, you know, and, and, and to protect their own properties because those properties are system sellers. If someone can get a watered-down Mario on an Apple device developed by Apple and licensed by Nintendo – you run into horrible situations like you did with the NES and Nintendo doesn't want to make the same mistakes they made with the NES or the CDI uh, Sony met the Sony that Sony box that came out many many years ago that had the only unlicensed Mario and Zelda games that ever came up the uh, the, the Philips mm-hmm. CG I forget what it is the, the Magnavox Philips whatever it was called I'm blanking on the name of it but but that, oh I know the you know the one I'm talking about yeah it was it was it came yeah. out around the time it was like a big video game system. But my point here yeah. is is that give Nintendo time. That being said, this week some important news came out about Nintendo that really bothered me. It was something that really bothered me. There's this again. I should do my research better, and uh, it's called. It's not called. I forget what it's actually called. But there, you can do some research on this. Um, and anyone, and I did know this yesterday, but I just don't have the information in front of me, and I like to go off the top of my head sometimes. But it's a video game charity event that they're doing some live streaming on live stream, and and uh, and it's going to be a video game tournament to raise charity. It was sort of like a walk for hunger type situation where some of the best video game players in the world competitively are broadcasting a live tournament of them playing, and people donated money. Super Smash Brothers is the is the Nintendo game, one of the Nintendo games that got chosen for this. It's one of like the six or seven mm-hmm. games, or I think it's twelve games that are being played. Uh, all, computer, all different system games. 
Super Smash Brothers Melee, the game for the GameCube that uh, uh, Smash Brothers game for the GameCube, which people make make a living playing this game full time in tournaments around this country. And Nintendo came out and said and said uh, N- Nintendo uh, Smash Brothers. I just got I just gotta know what this is. I I gotta know what this tournament's called because it's gonna piss me off. I I want to say it was called Evo or something. Yes, Evo. That's what it is. Evo. And Nintendo, apparently, Evo came out and said, Nintendo is not allowing us to, to broadcast Smash Brothers for charity. Something to that event effect. Now, Smash Brothers raised over $100,000 in charity donations, and Nintendo was not going to allow the, char- the tournament to be broadcast. Nintendo also had, up until recently, some horrible laws on YouTube about streaming their content and posting their content of gameplay videos. Myself included... I make gameplay videos. This was very disappointing to me. They reversed their opinions on the YouTube ban. So now, theoretically, you can put Nintendo games on the, on the thing. But then they turn around and do this situation, and they pull them for charity. Apparently, this was just... Yeah. And, and for, thought that was going to sell well? No. No. And basically what happened was the, the internet exploded. It was one of those situa- one of those internet exploding what the hell is going on here events where everyone just again dogs and cats living together mass hysteria it just turned into this like ridiculous like crazy crazy situation nintendo heard this and was like whoa this is just some misunderstanding whoa it in this like literally nintendo within i think it was hours it was six hours came back and said no 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 no. we just there was some miscommunication and then and then evo came back and was like yeah actually nintendo never actually said no to us it was just we didn't get their application in time or something so we had to assume they didn't want to be involved it was it was something to that it was like some misconception and it was like really interesting the the whole 24 hour situation six hour situation of six hours of people posting all this nintendo hate and then turning her and then all disappearing <laughs> you know excuse me and being like oh we're sorry nintendo rocks <laughs> you know like and and where this yeah. all came from was an urge for people to see the nintendo game i mean that's the thing like like in yeah. in that and hence back to my previous point about what Smash Brothers is, if you're not uh, familiar with what Smash Brothers is, basically takes all all the Nintendo heroes and villains from their most famous franchises like Bowser and Mario, Link and Ganon, uh, Zelda, Peach, uh, Kirby, Jigglypuff and Pikachu, and a couple other Pokemon are in there. Uh, the, the, the series called Star Fox uh, and then even brought in some Sega ones like in the last game Sonic the Hedgehog was in there uh, Solid Snake from the Metal, Metal Gear games even the Kid Icarus guy from uh, a, a pit from with the bow and arrow from Kid Icarus is in the game so it's it's all of those Nintendo characters fighting each other celebrating the love for the individual characters and who could I forget that Donkey Kong of course is in there as well ooh, ooh, Donkey oh, yeah. Kong of course, Donkey Kong's in there. So, yes. so the Nintendo turned right around and decided to not make me hate Nintendo forever and decided to broadcast this. So that was some good news. So it's, whoa, oh, golly, this has been a fun show, but we're, we're reached the hour point. So instead of doing another eight-hour show, I'm going to flash into some quick lightning news story round or whatever you want to call it. And in honor of my favorite, my favorite Donkey Kong, 
where I'll play the Donkey Kong rap in the background. Here we go. I apologize if this, be, be mindful, this may be loud for you for a second. Issues News. Issues News. Issues News. News. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, going to go through some news stories quick. I'm not going to go through all the ones that I had plucked for the day because, because I'm hungry and I want to eat. So, so we're going to go through a couple of quick news stories, and I'm going to zip through them, and, and we'll comment on them as we go. The defense has rested in the Zimmerman trial, and he did not take the stand. Uh, lawyers, everybody knows what's going on in this case. He shot a 17-year-old. He's claiming that it was in self-defense. The funny thing about this, not that anything's funny about a 17-year-old being dead or about the possible situation that the defense is claiming that um, that it was in self-defense. Neither situation is funny. What is funny is if you watch the courtroom antics of this situation in the last the last 24 hours, they had a uh, you see two lawyers wrestling on the ground with mannequins, with like full body mannequins to try to like you know excuse me, well where would your gun be? Like they're talking to cops. It's like some weird sex game of like lawyers fucking mannequins, like sex dolls, while cops give them orders. No, touch them around there. Touch them around there. Like you can see these videos. They're like. Really hilarious. I I suggest you put some porn music to him because it makes it entertaining. Now, a lot of people know this this lost situation that happened out in San Francisco. Uh, the uh, the the plane that crashed in San Francisco and and a lot of people survived. And this I I heard some research about about how there's something like and I might be messing up the numbers here. It's something like seventy percent of air airplane crashes people survive. Like seventy percent of the people survive in them or something. It's like some ridiculously positive number. It makes me want to. It's most people. Yeah. Isn't it somewhere? Am I am I messing with this? I'm messing with this. Two thirds survive. I believe. I don't know whether that's overall air crashes or yeah, it's it's air it's, it's some weird what, it's know? some weird st- statistic that's like wow, it, yeah. it, and it really any any paranoia I have from I mean I'm willing to deal with those odds. It's like it's like having sex with a girl that's on birth control with no condom. It's like I'm willing to deal with that one percent of pregnancy that I might have to punch you in the belly afterwards. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's hor- I'm a horrible those, person. Those usually turn into 100%. So. I know they do. They yeah. totally do. It's 100% I'd be in prison for doing that. It's true. Now, the first <laughs> Apple computer sold at an auction for 388 k Holy God. A, 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 move, a, a, piece of, a piece of plastic that you would need to enter one syntax N2. What is it? What did you have to do to enter math problems in those old computers? It was like syntax 2, 1 plus 1 equals syntax. Mm-hmm. It was something I remember. Yes. But it, it was made of wood. It, yeah, it was some ridiculous crap. It, and I remember those first days. I don't know if you were still in Stanley School. You might have been in uh, in uh, junior high school at that point. But I remember when the first computers were rolled out into uh, when I was like in kindergarten or first uh, yeah, grade or something. Yeah, I don't think we had computers when I was in Stanley School, just in the, the little lab in the junior high. Yeah, it was in my like – I want to say it was in fifth or sixth grade where they fi- where they formed the lab in Stanley School in the basement. And uh, yeah, Oh, no, you're right. you are absolutely right. Holy hell. I am so sorry. I am. I'm having a childhood memory fart. I'm imagining. I'm thinking. Oh no! It was Stanley School. 
Sorry. Again, I'm having a secondary brain fart. I'm remembering going down the basement, going out from the field to the basement, going downstairs. It was the basement room that they'd ha- hold the book drive in was the uh, was the room that they had the computers in eventually at, San- yeah. at Stanley School. And for some reason, I was confusing that with a similar room in the junior high school, in the, uh, the, mi- the middle school junior high school. Okay, so we go on. So the first computer was sold for 30, 388K. That's the most expensive crappy calculator I've ever heard in my life. Guy robs bank to avoid homelessness. An Alabama man feared losing his job because of a severe leg injury and wanted to avoid homelessness. So he robbed a bank to go to jail. Cops say he was adamant that his whole deal that he wanted a place to live and eat. Honestly, I it's I don't know. Was I don't know what robbed the bank for a dollar so that he would have committed the crime. crime but yes. Not- yeah, and it's like what not hurt anybody i don't know that's an interesting question we could do a whole show on that would you rather live on the street or be in jail i i i I don't know i mean it depends the kind of jail i think you know if i I think i i was talking to somebody recently or heard someone on the radio or an interview that was talking about being in jail and was saying that that the isolation in jail was the toughest part that they're, they're talking about the Aaron Hernandez situation and saying that cause he was in protective custody, he wasn't dealing with any other humans and he was kind of in an isolated state. I once had a conversation mm-hmm. with Alan that, and, and me and him both agreed and we both feel the same way. If I was ever in unfortunate, you know, knock on wood, hopefully I'm never in prison, but if I was ever in prison, I think I'd want to be alone. I think the only way I'd survive it is if I was stuck in a room alone for uh, the, I, the sentence. Yeah, I don't think I could deal. I, I could. I couldn't deal with summer camp. I couldn't deal with you know. I can't deal with locker rooms. I couldn't deal with Mr. DeFelice's changing in locker. Room. I couldn't deal with prison with other inmates. I just couldn't do oh it. Oh my god! I ran into that guy at the post office. Mr. DeFelice totally held the door open and said, "Excuse me, sir." Mr. DeFelice. Victory. Did he have a stroke? Yes. Did he have like some stroke and like and like and depended on a nice guy? Did he go I don't to? Know. He was like. Did he go to therapy? I don't know. He was like hundred years old. And- Did- this was our this was our junior high school gym teacher, and a lot of people make jokes and stuff about perv. things like this. He was a perv. He literally would have the kids go around the showers and watch them, and then he'd have you come after school, take the showers, and walk around. It wasn't. He would have you line up naked first, right? Like, and and like watch. It wasn't going. like this. wasn't like and it and, and there's a lot of people. And he was v- physically violent towards kids, and this was like years of kids admitting this that he would like throw chairs at kids and give you like pinch your skin and burnt me get burnt. He was just a real ass, but. But in some ways, all of that, I don't think and, – and I will be very honest about this. I don't think he ever touched anyone inappropriately no. or anything like – or, any, ever, or anyone – Yeah, or beat the shit out of anybody. He didn't ever – he would just be violent. And, and somewhere and, – and I, and I really believe this. I think he was a little bit of a pervert, but I really believe some part of it is he thought he was doing us all some good, like teaching us some arminess, you know, like be in the army. But I do believe maybe some part of him was slightly turned on by it. That I think he was maybe somewhere closeted homosexual deep inside or had some bisexual tendencies that he didn't want to look at. Speaking of bisexual tendencies, O.J. Simpson's criminal case in Nevada has gone on the parole board later this month for his part in the 2008 conviction or setup of the armed robber of the two men. The justice robbery that, that, uh, that I really do believe was some sort of setup by somebody that some former FBI, some, someone wanted to get the juice in jail, and they really set him up in that situation. I don't, I don't want to get into his past indiscretions, but specifically this Vegas situation where someone said that they had some of his stolen merchandise, and he came into a room, guns a-blazing, and they finally caught on tape the 
other O.J. Simpson that people have been claiming exists for years, that, like, angry, asshole, threatening, yo, yo, I'm going to fucking kill you, O.J., and it, obviously anyone had any doubts before of O.J. being able to commit murder. <laughs> A lot of that was thrown out with it. Speaking of people I wanted to murder, former child actress Gabby Hoffman says she's broke. Gabby was an Uncle Buff, Buck, Buff. She was an Uncle Buff. She was in Sleepless in oh, Seattle. Oh, yeah. Yep, but she left the business to, to, uh, to go to college, and she dropped out of college, and now she's broke. Elliot Spitzer. Nah, I don't want to talk about Elliot Spitzer. Back to school. No, 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 no. Today is free Slurpee Day at 7-Eleven. So, if, so please go to a 7-Eleven between today and today. Obviously, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can't. Don't go today. If you're listening to this live, which I see a few people are, go today. If you're listening to this tomorrow or any other day after that, I if you try to please take, don't go. Yeah, I you'll get arrested for stealing. <laughs> Do go. Do go if you enjoy the 7-Eleven. Yes, but but you won't get the free. Uh, uh, now here is a tune and alert for fans of really bad movies the movie shark anudu is on the sci-fi channel tonight ian Ziering and tara reed two great a actors oh i, I call him ian ian Ziering. <laughs> it's like it I, ian. it's like it, it is ian you are correct but i call him ian in the same way i call andrea zuckerman even though i know her name on the show is andrea zuckerman shut up Got it. Get out of get your head out of your ass. <laughs> Should have known better yeah. than to bring a, of, of all the things I could argue yeah. with you. Yeah. Mispron- when it comes down to it, I can I miss I'm one of the greatest mispronouncers on the planet. But when it comes to 90210 characters or their names, I know the real way. <laughs> and if I ever saw Ian, I would be Ian, I mean I would call him Ian. There's a couple other people like that 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 have names that they pronounce their names all assholey. And it was like I'd make it a point not to call them by their assholey pronunciation of their name. It would be like if the, it would like if I met Harvey Weinstein and he was like, "I want to be called Harvey Weinstein." I'd be like, "Fuck you! Your name's Weinstein. Shut up." But anyways, I- forget that asshole, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. I want to talk about it now. They're gonna be in some horrible movie. Now does it? Now does it get any better than this movie? Yes. And also, if a shark would wind up in the cart, uh, no. See, I don't care about this. Now, it's the, the editor who wrote this story decided to throw in a Cardassian joke. I don't know enough about Gal Ducat's daughter, Kim, to really talk about her, in fact, except for making references. But it is on the Sci-Fi Channel, so maybe she will be, she'll take off that weird makeup she has on, and we'll see her true Cardassian stripes. Then in uh, then also will be on Malibu Shark Attack, Sharkopus, Shark Swamp, and Super Shark. It's gonna be a marathon. So at 9 p.m., tune into Shark Anudu on the Sci-Fi, which will be its final two movies in the Shark Zone. <laughs> I I didn't know that the Shark Zone existed, and I'm not happy about it. So let's zip through a I, couple of. I, it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, someone Just threw pee. Terrible. Someone threw pee at a. Uh, person in the tour de france <laughs> instead of giving them gatorade they gave them pee Ugh. that's that is just gross disgusting. and a yeah. man allegedly threw semen on a female customer's leg in walmart see that's what happens see that's what you get for going in the walmart and i have a bunch of other stories but i'm gonna i'm gonna end this on Hmm, let me see. And two stories here. I have two I have two stories. Oh, please, your last tell it, your um, your two okay. yeah, Gardy okay. first, last call. Let me uh let me let me I don't fuck sound effects right now. 
This is Gotti's last final issues for this week's issues program. Go. Okay. Uh, first, uh, with current temperatures hovering above 120 degrees, uh, Rangers and Death Valley National Park. Oh, shit. Park Wait a second. Before you go any further, before you go any further, I want to read you one of yeah. my two final, final stories. Tourists in California's okay. Death Valley have been asked to stop stop bleeping bleep. <laughs> so finish. Finish your story, goddammit. We are related. We are related. They finish your damn story. Please to stop frying eggs on the pavement. <laughs> it doesn't work. It makes a mess, and the staff has better things to do than clean up after you. This is your national park. <laughs> Please put trash and garbage or in recycle bins provided, and don't crack eggs, eggs on sidewalks. But officials say if you ignore their warnings and do it anyways, please please, please clean up your mess. <laughs> okay, what what is your if your second story is the same story, I'm gonna I, I give up. What is your second story? Uh, my second my second story is um it's it's that's uh, it's not a good closer. It's about oh no I I have two, I have two teenage two, boys and I have two more two after teenage that teenage boys in China trying to rescue their friends uh the, from from drowning in uh, Sichuan mm-hmm. and um, and they uh, weren't able to pull them out so they settled with the families and they have to pay $8,150 Jesus interesting uh, it, it's not I mean that's not just not having a good Samaritan law that's like yeah that's actively... that's, that's the next fucking level there so, yeah. so for me, my final issues, one of them I'm going to have to go back, so I'm going to do a little bit of uh, micro-machine action. Sorry, again, this music's coming in for a second, so be mindful of your ears, young man. Final issue. Okay, my first one, as Gotti mentioned before, was uh, was the Death Valley one. So I'm going to re-pick one of those stories I skipped and then do my other last one. Oh, God. <laughs> there was another story I wanted to briefly talk about, about uh, Steven Tyler crashing a, wind- crashing a wedding locally, which was kind of funny. And uh, chocolate, caffeine, and alcohol. Interesting facts about how women and men describe themselves and others while drunk. A new study at Buffalo State University, New Yorker said that women tend to use words like buzzed while, or tipsy while men use hammered or wasted. Yeah, we really give a crap about that. Only two dead in that plane of crash in, in San Francisco we mentioned. Now... A fried chicken restaurant recently opened in Bangkok called Hitler. In fact, the French restaurant next door already surrendered. Dun dun! But this is real. A restaurant named Hitler. Now, I I don't believe that Hitler, the name Hitler, it's like I want to know how many kids in America have been named like Hitler since you know World War II or in Japan or in Japan or in, in Germany. Has Hitler? Just being the dick himself that he was, has he ruined the mustache and the name forever? I, I think maybe he has, but that wasn't my story. I just people, was. <laughs> I believe there are no people with name, that name with that name in Germany or Austria. Yeah, like, on the po- you know on, they have population registers. Yeah, so and probably I not that in the German-speaking countries. There's nobody with but that. But speaking of that, there were some uh, there there's some crop patterns in in uh, Germany with swastikas. I don't know if anyone read about that, but there's like all these all these uh, crop crop like at the tops of trees where trees are lit in a certain or are br- different colors in a situ- different situations where there's swastikas and they're popping up around Germany. They've been I guess they've been around since the 90s, but more of them are popping up 
and uh, they're making some German citizens feel very uncomfortable. Again, those aren't my last calls. I'm just zipping through some of those, some of the uh, news stories I skipped over to get to the end here. And uh, people are crashing weddings in Philadelphia. I, I wonder if this is associated with the Stephen Tyler story. And they're stealing newlyweds' gifts. I, this is one of those things that, I w- that surprises me hasn't happened sooner because the gifts are left so unintended at weddings on these like random tables. And a lot of hotels are just open that anyone can walk into these weddings. If you wear a suit, you could just go in and grab these gifts and steal them. And a lot of these envelopes are like, hold on to money. Also, some guy, a reporter, it turns out, complained to the cops because his kids were naked on the beach. The kids are two and four years old. And that raises an interesting question. How old is too old for public nudity? Give me a fucking break. I'll tell you how old it is. Puberty. Puberty is too old for public nudity. Little kids at, or maybe 11 or 12. I don't know. But like, but two and, I don't know how old is too old, but I know that two and four is too young to, to get a friggin', to have your vagina start bleeding about this guy. Okay? So shut the hell up. And I'm sorry, that was a little sexist for your asshole to start bleeding here, guy. I guess that was a little anti-something, male, but whatever. Anti-homosexual, yeah. Yeah, but no. Fine, your mouth, your fingers. I want, sorry, I want your... Your your, your, st- your, your infected uh, Sexual water, organ, water here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you. You're in fa- I, don't, I want you to stop crying your bloody tear, tears in the, Brit- in the British way. But anyways, here's my final call. I, I could just keep going, but I'll freaking know. Hey, cops in, no. <laughs> Waiting to exhale. Police in Michigan were called to a, a suspected domestic violence incident, which turned out to be something entirely different. A lot smellier. Cops were dispatched to the house after neighbors heard loud screams and other noises. Nearby residents weren't sure they could were sure they could hear a woman being beaten and crying, Stop! No! When cops arrived, the woman answered her door and admitted she had been shouting, but not because her boyfriend was hitting her, because of Her boyfriend kept passing gas and would not stop, so she was screaming at him to stop. So these nosy days, so the cops came in, and the cops quoted to say, the house did smell pretty bad. That's it, folks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Issues program. I'm Phil the Issues Guy. We have Gotti here as well. Thank you, Gotti, for being my co-host today. Appreciate you calling in. Oh, you're welcome. You can check out any of my podcasts and all news articles for myself or Mr. John C. Riley at issuesprogram.com. That's issuesprogram.com. Also, check out my friends at Jstown Studios, B3 Crew, Land of Esh, Geek Argo, my friends over at Structure Gaming. Check out a little series called One Versus One. You might recognize some faces on it. And tune in next week. And if you have any questions, any comments, anything you want to talk about over the course of the week, call or text 781-990-8509. Again, that's 781-990-8509. I'll be back next week to bitch and moan and talk about some more issues that are bothering me. Thank you, Gotti, again for tuning in and listening. I thank you. You're welcome. Maybe I meant I'll that, be back next week too. That meant to be two different statements. That meant to be thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Gotti, for being part of the show. <laughs> so let's combine those <laughs> things into one. Everybody, have a good week. <laughs>